Hello, one and all, and welcome back to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and, you know, catch me before I go, Udini. <laughs> I'll be back yeah. soon. Yeah. Joined, as always, by... Uh, Dan Ryan, the other co-host. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you keep up the fan campaign, I might just make it into Fortnite. Well, yeah. Everyone's there. Everyone's there. Peter Griffin. Snake. As our first fat <laughs> character. Yeah, but they can't because of the hitbox, so yeah, he has so to be, be Buff, buff Peter, Peter. Who yeah. is canon. Mm-hmm. From season two, yeah. that did happen. So. You know, Twitter is making me think that American Dad is a much better show, and I should start rewatching it. Oh, it is. Yeah, I, I sincerely recommend American Dad. It, mm -hmm. it, it is. It flew under the radar for so long, but they've been I, consistently. I watched funny. it when it was out, and I like yeah. enjoyed it at the time. I just had a fallout with all the animation demination oh, block well, that's moving to Wednesday apparently now. Well, even so, American Dad got booted from Fox oh, okay. a long time ago, and it's been airing on TBS oh, since then. So see, I don't watch. I don't watch live TV. I don't even have a TV uh, cable box anymore. Well, I just do it, everything online. It is there, but I do. American Dad is unironically. The, you know, the better show mm -hmm. most of the time. You so. need something for Bandit to watch when you're not home. I do, yeah. yeah otherwise yeah. he'll go crazy without his enrichment time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without his tablet time, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, another week, another dollar, another day, another donut. I don't have much news, Dan, aside from the fact that I'm working six six days a week to put this podcast on the table for you. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, you, you warned me about that ahead of time, yeah. so I came with extra news. Mm. Uh, or at least things that will, yeah. you know, sustain uh, us. Pa yeah, sustain mm -hmm. out the yeah. discussion. Yeah, but uh, uh, mm -hmm. I did have one thing happen to me yesterday after I got out of work. I was whisked away to the Beyonce Renaissance movie mm -hmm. edition. It, it, great, flawless, like beautiful, beautifully shot. She uh, kind of encompassed the vibe of being there in this stadium with her. I do appreciate that I did see her live though, because mm -hmm. it was a totally different beast. As I said, like that was like, Oh, this is what concerts can be mm -hmm. um, that aren't like Lady Gaga or like people that I stand like mm -hmm. going into someone that was like, Oh, I, I like the album. I I'm a fan of her work, but I've never seen her live before, but this is a great thing. And I think concert movies, even though my girl Gaga said patience <laughs> and it's been mm -hmm. six months and still no chromatica ball movie, but that's in the cards? She or... gave an Instagram post about it that she was editing six months ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I'll just wait. But this is good if you like Beyonce, and I know you have a certain other artist in the theaters currently. I do, yeah, which I do need to yet. see. I, oh, you I, didn't see it yet? I did not see it yet. Huh. I was weighing the pros and cons of me just... A grown ass man going by myself Why to see not? Taylor's. That was like the conversation at this year's Thanksgiving Kwiatkowski table was how they're all Taylorinas, and I'm like, I don't. <laughs> it's it's. Yeah, I I am happy to hear that. I mean, obviously, obviously, I'd like to win you over that <laughs> side. I I would like to to you know mm. very much win you to that side, but mm -hmm. I you know. It's gonna be eh, a tough road, Dan. Do what I can. Yeah, but that's all I did this week. I didn't do any work. Any thinking, only crying and contemplating. But okay, yeah. Soon it'll be Christmas, it and will I'll be, be happy again. And we have big stuff planned. Well, you yes. have put together yes. a, a, a cream of the crop yeah. uh, for that evening. Mm -hmm. um, so Don't tell anyone. We're not going to tell anyone. Um, but with that in mind, uh, I did bring a few things to the table. Good. Uh, kind of, uh, the first of which, uh, just some anime news. Uh, it was announced that we are getting, I would assume, a mini series size adaptation of Ichiro Oda's uh, Monsters, mm -hmm. which was one of the manga, I think it was like a, not a one-shot, but just, you know, it, it lasted for the number of 
issues that he had for it. Um, it introduced the character of Ryuma, who was a samurai facing a dragon in kind of like this proto-Wano country mm-hmm. Japan setting. Um, and it ended up being popular enough that he ended up integrating that into the canon of One Piece, mm-hmm. sort of, mm-hmm. in that insofar as Ryuma exists as, you know, an ancient hero in the One Piece lore. Um, so it's a pretty big deal. It's another one of Oda's works getting an anime adaptation. I believe the studio who was teasing it is kind of, uh, you know, well-respected. Mm-hmm. So it should be pretty cool to see. Because we've only really gotten the One Piece anime. Yes. Um... And considering that kind of, the way that monsters and wanted kind of evolved into One Piece is is one thing. So maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe at some point we'll get to see adaptations of all of that stuff. Mm. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to that, because yeah. that should be pretty cool. Um, the big thing this week, the biggest one... Mm. Was that I went to see Godzilla minus one. I've been waiting for this. The internet's been clamoring. And, and you were on that news button first. You were always praising Godzilla. And uh, it is. It was just an excellent movie. Mm-hmm. It was just a sincerely excellent movie. I want to make sure I do uh, justice with some of the explanations here. Uh, so obviously, as I've touched on before, uh, once again, wipe the slate clean. New canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, Godzilla first appears uh, immediately after World War II, mm-hmm. and they kind of integrate bits and pieces of his old Showa, you know, starting with 1954 mm-hmm. introduction, and then the Heisei stuff that was kind of added to that background uh, in those movies. Yes. Uh, but this one starts like 1945, immediately after you know Japan's surrender, and. Uh, the main character, who was portrayed by uh, Ryunosuke Kamiki, uh, he plays Koichi Shikishima, and he is a former kamikaze pilot Mm. who, in the last days of the war, uh, out of obviously fear for his life, kind of turned back and uh, claimed that his plane was having mechanical problems, Mm. and he feels an immense amount of guilt over that, because obviously... In, in Japan society at the time, if you were considered to have abandoned the war effort, then that was a huge yeah, mark against to your you. country, yeah. So uh, that combined with a almost immediate run-in with an earlier form of Godzilla. Mm. Godzilla he, knew. He saw that weakness in him. Godzilla yeah. knew, <laughs> and he, uh, he, had, he, he goes into the post-war period with a lot of survivor's guilt. It, you know... The only bright spot is uh, Noriko Oishi, um, who is played by uh, Minami uh, Hamabe, and she is just this, you know, in the bombed-out ruins of uh, Koichi's hometown, she is just a woman whose parents were killed, and she in turn took in this baby who another dying woman handed off to her, and the three of them sort of become, you know... A chosen a, a, a family, family. A, a, yeah, yeah, a chosen family, and the whole film is just one of the best acted Godzilla mm. films I've ever seen. Yeah. It is the the human story is just perfect, and I would say that some movies like Shin Godzilla have come close with that human mm-hmm. element, with all um, the bureaucracy in Shin Godzilla. Yes, a, a very different mm-hmm. look at at Japan, but but also interesting. Um, but this one really is about the human story. Mm. And because of that, 
in the same vein as a movie like Jaws plays out, where you do kind of, you know, you care about the people going into this. Yeah. You know, either you care about the protagonist or you're endeared to the side characters, because in this movie... There's like a, you know, there's a character named Doc who is a, uh, he was a former weapons designer for, uh, you know, Imperial Japan. So he has his own guilt that he's dealing with in this, this post-war period. Mm -hmm. uh, and all these other characters, including the, one of the uh, mechanics who also fell victim to the Godzilla attack. But he kind of, he seems to blame Koichi at first for what happened. And it makes sense when you see the movie. Uh, but there's all these characters, and again, it's just the most human mm -hmm. Godzilla movie. But in terms of the Jaws comparison, Godzilla is allowed yeah. to be a lot more intense because yeah, of have that. no fear, he'll be there. He is, uh, this Godzilla scale-wise is much smaller, but that leads to some very intense scenes where he is directly targeting humans. Mm. There's the famous one going around the internet where a Godzilla that... It borderline. If if it wasn't a practical effect, it's mm -hmm. it's damn near. <laughs> you think they got CGI. a real Godzilla for this one? Um, well, <laughs> like in some like some sort of large puppet head yeah. or whatever, where he's chasing the boat directly mm -hmm. behind them, and it's it plays into that because the Godzilla in this movie goes out of his way to hurt humans. Mm -hmm. There's scenes of him uh, early on when he he just bites and kills them not to eat them but just to kill them mm. uh, and then once he grows in size he directly goes out of his way to target you know buildings and things that we we haven't seen other godzilla do mm -hmm. in a while yeah um but it, it just excellent film mm. and it leaves the door open i won't say how but it leaves the door open for other installments because i think toho was promising that they want to start their own ongoing kind of shared universe hmm. so this could be laying the groundwork for kind of a you know similar to what toho had going back in the 60s and 70s where other monsters are introduced into you know this world and then they all kind of come together in in certain crossover movies or yeah. event movies like that um because to, to my relief uh Again, I don't want to spoil too much, but at the beginning of the, the film, in this timeline, Godzilla was more or less, like, an accepted thing. Like, when he's first encountered in in almost the first scene of the movie, it's like, oh, that's that's a deity that mm -hmm. the people of this island worship. Yeah. They, they know that he comes from the deep sea and brings up fish, and this monster is just you know, not known to the wider world, but it's an accepted existing part of this continuity, which was the ingredient that a lot of those Toho monster movies existed in, in terms of, like, the kaiju was always there, maybe it was relegated to, like, folklore, or it was, you know, lost to time, but a lot of potential here, Yeah. so... I'm sure I'll be seeing it on this podcast one day. I, I would say so, mm -hmm. almost certainly. Return to our roots... Um, <clears throat> but you said we needed content. Yes. And what do you bring me? So today? I, I I went out of my way to to find some extra content, mm -hmm. uh, and because it was taking Twitter by storm, I watched May December. Oh, I've heard <laughs> things about this, but I haven't seen it yet. Again, no time. Uh, May December focuses on Natalie Portman's character. Mm -hmm. She goes and stays with Julianne Moore's character, who, uh. 
I think like 30 years earlier had been involved in it, well, still is involved in a scandal in which she ran away with a student, an underage student. Yeah. And uh, the, you know, uh, Natalie Portman goes and stays with her in order to research for a role in an upcoming biopic of Julianne Moore's character, <laughs> just to stay with them, stay with the family, get the vibes she needs to play the character yeah. properly. Yeah. And because it's Natalie Portman playing, you know... The Jonathan role. Researching Dan. She seems The specific to... way that you eat your Cheerios in the morning, I would need to know. Yeah, and yeah. she seems to start to get way too into it. Um, <laughs> okay. But then there's Julia Moore's character, who... I, I don't know what constitutes a spoiler or not, but it's, eh, it, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't go the way that you would expect it to. Mm-hmm. Like Like, Natalie Portman... Her character goes into the film, um, you know, uh, trying to come up with some kind of, like, rationale for why Mm -hmm. Julianne Moore would do this. Like, why she would groom a kid and then, you know, marry them and build a family with that kid. Mm. Uh, And she's like, oh, there must be some, (laughs) like, tragic thing that happened to her. Mm. There must be some complicating factor. And really, through a series of events, by the end of the movie, it's just, it's not. <laughs> nope. Julianne Moore's care is just yeah. messed up, mm-hmm. and and she is is bad, mm-hmm. and that is it. Mm. And it, it was kind of refreshing, because there's no... You are a bad redhead, Julianne Moore. <laughs> well, she's blonde in this one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and, because uh, it, it's based on a very, it was based on... I think something that happened in Australia, similarly, where a mm. teacher ran off with a student and eventually they got married. I don't remember that in the movie. But it was... Um... <laughs> Nicole Kidman was in that one. Oh, yeah. I was far away downs. <laughs> I haven't started yet, Dan. You'll know. You'll be the first to know when I've started and finished it. But uh... another regret for this week. But very well acted movie. Mm. Everyone plays... Uh... And you know, what's Portman? his name? Browning does a good job playing like an older man as like a, 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 a he comes across as childlike. Like yeah, the guy Charles should, Melton, yeah. Melton is, is Melton, playing sorry. Joe, and as many people have pointed out, he does an excellent job of playing like a man who was stunted and mm-hmm. you know stopped maturing when he was like uh, because of the the yeah. trauma that he's yeah, yeah. undergone. And all of his mannerisms, the way he carries himself, the way he talks, the way he, like, approaches his own interests and stuff is all played as if he Mm. is, like, a teenager second-guessing himself. So it is an excellent performance from him. I I would hope or assume that, you know, someone from this movie gets nominated. Uh, I know there's there's people like there's arguments happening whether or not the music makes it camp. It's not camp. <laughs> it's melodrama. Okay. Uh, with like these musical cues that kind of remind you of like a you know like a lifetime crime movie. movie. Uh, I see. But it's all to underscore that no, this is not a twisting and turning drama. This is mm-hmm. this is like a very real crime that this person is kind of getting away with. Yeah. So it's oh. it's great movie. I'll have to check it out in a week or two. Yeah, it's on Netflix, mm-hmm. so I do recommend... Well, you, you know I'm out. waiting for my boy Bernstein. That's right. When does, when does that come out? Uh, close to Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But that's all the news I have. Well, that's everything. That's all she wrote, Dan. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. I mean, it's fine. We can have a short intro. Yeah. We got a, a beefy... 
subject matter, or do we, uh, to cover today with our continuation of Made in Abyss. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you remember last week, we watched the first part of the Made in Abyss movies, and this week we're going on into Made in Abyss Wandering Twilight from that same year. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the second part of the first season, redone in movie form, and a little recap on what we watched last. Of course, we have Drawing Board Coon here, who's looking a little... Run down, but still fine. Like, yeah. yeah. Still trekking along. Didn't bust those glasses. He didn't. No. Very surprised. Got those glasses on. Doesn't have an extra pair. Yeah, so. lost that uh. compass, though. So, mm. you know, might not know down from up. Everything up goes down. back to the hole. Yeah, so. that's true. Um, so last time we watched, in a world where a deep abyss calls out to many treasure seekers to explore, a young girl named Rico, Rico and her robot friend Reg decide to descend into the horrors and pain of the pit to find her mother, Liza, an adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reg, being a robot boy, has two, uh, has no memory and wants to find out about his past, um, has stretchy limbs and a beam cannon that leaves him unconscious when he uses it. Yes. Uh, they are ranked by whistles and the deeper you go, uh, the more gory and disturbing things get. Rico has left her world behind and may lose her humanity uh, as she was born in the abyss and carried up in artifacts. So we don't know about that either. Well, yeah, to be clear, she was, she was still born yes. in the abyss and yeah. then the artifact steadily brought her back to life mm-hmm. as she emerged. With an insatiable so. urge to crawl towards that pit. Yes. Yep. Uh, after meeting one of the great white whistles, Ozin, uh, they are gifted one of Liza's weapons, a combustible pickaxe, and the hope that Liza may still be alive at the bottom waiting due to a letter that someone sent up. Um, not sure if it is Liza, though, mm-hmm. that sent up that letter. Uh, what lies next for our his- heroes, especially with one of the other white whistles, Bondrude, being described as just a little bit sinister. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everything will be fine, then. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah, yeah. nothing's going to harm these children. Yeah. What? Sure, Bonjour. Look at is... the cover next to you. How cute the art is. <laughs> They're all friends. This is a beautiful steel book, though. Yes, I, I must say. Yes, I, I, indeed. Belying the horror that awaits. Yeah. Well, there will be no horror, Dan. But uh, uh, before we begin, I know it was a vague memory in your past. Do you remember anything about how the series turns here? Any initial thoughts before we dive deeper? I believe that in whatever you showed me or lent to me previously i only got up to the introduction of another rabbit girl oh yeah another and then where i stopped Mm. like that kind of just there was like a tease for more Mm. but i think i stopped at that point Mm. i don't remember why but it might have just been the end of that given blu-ray set or whatever um i believe it was because this movie ends at the end of season one which, and then we have yeah. a midway movie and then season two. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So it it I I have a vague idea of what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I don't know I never got to know Bondrude or whatever it is that he's up mm-hmm. to down there. Um so I'm very, very curious to see what's waiting in this happy and fluffy you know, Wonderland that exists at the bottom of this hole. Yeah, I wouldn't describe it as happy and fluffy per se, (laughs) but, um, you know, I need you to pick some mushrooms off a pig for me. I need you to boil some fish. Mm -hmm. And I have one other favor to ask you, but that'll come with time, won't it? (laughs) Gonna put that incinerator of yours to good use. Oh, God. Mm. Okay. (laughs) See you after the break, audience. (laughs) Subashi.
Well, we're back and nothing traumatizing happened to our characters whatsoever in this. Yeah, certainly not. <laughs> in certainly this not. sequel to Made in Abyss. You know? Oh boy. Yeah, Dan. Um, so we just got back from watching Made in Abyss, Wandering Twilight, and what are your initial thoughts? Um, I remember some of these plot points from the first time. But not all. But not all of them. Your memory's fading, Dan. And... <laughs> Okay, so if this would be someone's first time going into this blind, mm-hmm. it is one of the most like effective gut punches that that mm-hmm. I've ever seen in yeah. an anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not including anime like based on real events or or more like grounded drama, I guess. Yeah. But like, damn, I remember when you lent me the original thing to be fair i gave it to you long before i think it was like just at the start of this podcast yeah like three years ago but i i remember the feeling of needing to like detox my brain afterwards (laughs) and i don't remember i i feel like i went into i i either turned to some shonen anime i think you did because i think you texted me it's like i need something to like lighten the load and i was like oh um because it was, I, I'm almost positive it was this and the Dark Crystal. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But but after this, I needed like okay, I, I I'm affected by media here. Mm. I need to go and and find something to raise my spirits. Yeah. Uh, because it is effective. It. I was. I was going to say it's sad but effective. And yeah. I, I would say that this movie is is kind of perfectly paced. Yeah. For, to... So you like the sequel better than the first movie then? Um, I've liked them both so far, okay. but I would say that this, that this one, the structure of it, even if it doesn't feel like it hits the same, I don't know, like if it, cause the first one still builds to a clear climax. Yeah. This one, not so much, but you need the time spent with Nanachi mm-hmm. and Midi yeah. to appreciate what's going on. Yes. And it does that, it uses that time frame effectively, even though it's condensed into a movie form. I I compare it to, like, the Madoka movies, which we've seen on this podcast before and we'll see again. Um, It's a good, effective pacing of, like, the first season of uh, Made in Abyss. Yeah, I I would say. But it's... It's something. It's it's very sad, but but hopeful. But yeah, it, it is hopeful in the same way. I know it's a depressing sadness, mm-hmm. but after watching it so much, I'm like, oh well. There's like a bittersweet moment. At it the is. End. It's bitter. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's definitely bittersweet. Yeah. Um, um I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in quotes, I'm not sure yet. Well, and from here on out, well, no, I I this well, is you know if you didn't enjoy this, there's <laughs> there's much more to come, Dan. No, I I. I'm had fully, my warnings. Yeah. fully on board to keep going with because this is like a very special series, I mm. think. Like it is just so yeah. unique between its art style and the consistency of its lore and, and just And the music uh, really got me this time, which I'll mention, but yes. like I was like, "Oh, I'm actually hearing the score." Like sitting down and listening since I had my notes ready and stuff. It's no, like, oh, this this is very effective scoring. But but more importantly, um I have no idea what happens from here. Like, I don't have and any vague... And you shouldn't. Vague, I, I don't have any vague... Let Dark Jonathan expose you to Because we're past the point where I saw anything, and since this isn't really, like, flooding TikTok or anything, I, no. I don't have... No, I have no image spot. of what happens yeah. beyond this point. Yeah, so. I'm the bear and you're the shroom. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess yeah. latching onto suckle. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's, but I'm, but I'm there for it. Yeah. Um, because well, I really don't know. So. I, I'm thoroughly glad that you enjoyed it and didn't remember everything because that was my main concern it's like oh dan's gonna remember everything from three years ago but dan doesn't remember what he ate for breakfast (laughs) to be clear it did not um damage the impact at all like it did not watching this is still i mean we obviously you and i crack jokes while we're watching it we have to we have to compare ourselves to the characters and insert us to 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 neglect or uh kind of like deflect yeah deflect the 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 curse as it were uh but no it did not lessen the the punch of what happens so i'm glad so, shall we get into a plot synopsis, mm-hmm. Dan? Uh, we meet Reg and Rico. Uh, they give a f- tearful f- goodbye to Maruk and Ozen's crew before heading into the third layer. Of course, we have Maruk, who's a standout, mm-hmm. gender-fluid character for mm-hmm. some reason, because they've been raised as a different gender. And then we get the three no-names that we don't know anything about. And Maruk, they will remain, you know, from the other scenes we get, yeah. the, 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 the duo's closest ally mm-hmm. on that layer. Yeah. After Ozen, yeah. obviously, who's like, you know, a mentor figure, but, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of anime friends, Maruk remains on that And level, I don't know so. if I mentioned this the last episode, but Maruk gets like a spin-off, like, three-episode series. Okay, I, I don't know, know if that. it's on the Blu-ray or something, but it's like what they're doing with their time. So, okay. you know, Maruk is invested in their... Their, oh yeah, um, Maruk's daily life shorts yes, is yes, on there. Yes. Um, oh, what could possibly go wrong? So the pair is enchanted by the mystery of the abyss, uh, reborn as the depths consume them. On the surface in Orth, we meet Nat, Shuggy, and uh, Kiwi, Kiwi, who didn't die on their birthday. Yeah, still alive. That was a main concern that you had, but no, Kiwi's still alive. Kiwi's still there. Yeah. Uh, they surmise their friends are still alive and entering the Great Fault by now. Because Shuggy... Stole the map, copied it. Well, not Shiggy, the other one. The other one stole the map, and Um, then he copied it. And based on his own diagram, based on Rig's abilities, they can kind of map out where the two would be by now. Yeah, and they're like, they're at the Great Fault. People start hallucinating at this point. Uh, Reg got up. It, it is impossible, so they can descend the sheer cliff face. So it's like, they're here. How do we get down? Oh, I have a robot extending arm. Yeah. Well, it, well, and the main thing with them, the, the like the kids up top are discussing if Regs somehow got out of that pit, yeah. then there is some way to scale it, obviously. Yeah. So. Uh, so we get some cute little creatures and some fearsome beast in the Madoka Jacks, which I'm like, that's a clear reference right there, right? It has to be. It you has know, to be. You know, I love a little Maduka Maguka, but... Give it to me. Because I thought you were kidding, but now seeing it spelled out, it is actually It's just literally Madoka Jacks. Um, <laughs> Am I a Madoka Jack? <laughs> but but yeah, in the in the Great Fault, there's Madoka Jacks, and there's also Flat Fox. Yeah, Flat Fox. Flat Fox Fridays. The little pancake rodents. They're so cute. have, like, thorns-ish, uh, but they they are preyed upon by the Madoka Jacks, and that's a key element yeah. of yeah. descending here. So Rico has to sacrifice uh, the cute critters to distract the Madoka Jacks and use the cave holes to go deeper. Yes. And it's like, oh, Dan was like, they have lives too. They do. And I, I have to recommend to you Dimension 20's new series where they're playing stoats. Okay. It's literally, <laughs> yeah. th- it's literally this. Like, I need to give you the code because I think you'll be thoroughly invested in it. The of finale. Course. The finale's next week. It's ten episodes, but oh, it's good. I've been um, watching continuously. 
But in terms of these flat fucks, uh, the, the main thing is that their cave dwellings go in one part yeah. and then descend yeah. and then come out another part. So it's a safer way than just dropping down the sheer cliff face. Yeah. So they got to sacrifice some flat fucks, no. but that's a good way to get down, a safer way at least. Mm-hmm. They had lives. Yeah. According to Dan They Ryan. did. They did. Yeah, have I'll lives. never forget that quote. They had lives too. Reg just tosses them. <laughs> yeah, would you toss? I would toss for you, Dan, but, but you wouldn't toss for me. Interesting. We'll get to that later. Uh, Reg hears a sound that disturbs him. Uh, they enter into a ship ingrained within the cliff wall. As I said last episode, like that's the mysterious point is that these ships are here mm-hmm. just ingrained into the cliff the cliff face yeah. of, of the abyss. Man-made architecture yeah. is down there. Which we'll get a little bit more on season two, but like I said, this anime doesn't give a lot of backstory for what's exactly going on which is fine i like that mystique so yeah how did they get here another fearsome roar it must be a crimson split jaw Mm -hmm. (laughs) which dan would recognize as like a pokemon cry yeah yeah but but uh, you know it's kind of echoing in in reg's head because obviously they already fought one of these off yes uh and it's the same one that they fought off in Mm -hmm. fact because it's got like the bloody crystallized stump on its head from where um, Reg initially struck it with the beam. And that little crystal injury motif seems to be a thing with the yeah. life forms down here. It's very here. Final Fantasy. Because yeah. it keeps happening whenever we see something die. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's part of the the ecosystem down well, here. You know what, Dan? Me no no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. But it's the same split jaw, apparently, from the first moments of the anime that we watched. Uh, Reg can't use his arm as a cannon because he's worried about passing out mm-hmm. and leaving Rico defenseless for like two hours or so or whatever mm-hmm. he, he, he does. But then Rico chucks him the pickaxe that Liza left him. Yeah. And he's able to use that to defend themselves from the split jaw. Because it has like the combustion function where upon yeah. impact it explodes and that's enough to send the split jaw out. Very cool. It is. But the split jaw flees, the pickaxe is used, and then uh, Reg uses like this new thing that they have that's like, oh, we're at 6,750 meters mm-hmm. below the surface. So we've made some good progress here. Yeah. Um, so they reach the fourth layer. And this fourth layer is known as the Goblets of Giants, mm-hmm. because there's, like, these mushroom cap tops filled with, like, hot spring water. They're filled with Baja Blast. Yep. Yeah, and that's the source, Dan, as I mentioned in my notes, yes. Um, uh, hot springs on the top of the mushroom trees. Rico is amazed. Reg wants Rico to think of the dangers of the curse, and he must protect her here. Like, she's being far too loud mm-hmm. and exuberant for being around here. Like, we've made it to this layer. It's yeah. so deep. Maybe turn the volume down a little bit. Yeah, uh, Less than 10% of the creatures down here have been classified. And I love that lore. I yeah. love that, yeah. like, oh... You'll be able to name a Pokemon or two down there. Like, all of these, you know, uh, like, rounds of explorers and cave raiders have come down here, but they've still, similar to our own oceans, they've only encountered, like... Well, we've encountered more than 10%, but we, like... The fact that there's all those creatures that don't have <laughs> cataloging down there... It raises the the mystery and the danger level, so yes, I like that. Yes, uh, Reg has been sensing a strange presence with good hearing, and it's only moving when we talk, Rico. So, you know, you gotta be silent. It's not moving as we're currently speaking, but yeah. you know, Reg does sense these things. Yeah, there's some kind of presence. We don't we don't have an explanation yet, though. Yeah, let's get out of here. Rico is suffering fatigue, and then suddenly. Our icon, a monstrous presence, appears. Yeah. And this is none other than Orpiercer. Bam, bam, bam. 
It's an awesome design. I Instead love of it. Snake Eater, I mean, Dan's going to design a Pokemon after it. I love him. He, he's just <laughs> it's Bandit's final evil Digi evolution. Dark, dark yeah. Digivolve. If yeah. I force him to, yeah. But it, it's it's just a great design. It's just I like love this him. quilled beast with a red organ at the front of its yeah. body that it. You know, we figure out later on what's it doing. A red but, orb. Yeah. But its quills are able to pierce through steel. And it's laced with poison, penetrates steel, as you said. Uh, orb piercers can also predict movements and read thoughts. Yes. So they're very That's So Raven in that respect. Well, and it takes the duo by surprise because mm-hmm. it's it seems to be intuitive. And yeah. they know that Ozen warned them the deeper you go, the more uh, weirdly uh, Fantastical intuitive. beasts will be there. Yeah, like they seem to get smarter. Yeah. And we kind of, we do get an explanation for that. So it's not maybe conventional intelligence, but you're going to have to stay on your toes if one of these things yeah. comes after you. Yeah. Um, Rico, um, you know, Reg is thinking about using his incinerator again, but it's like, if I fail, then Rico's kind of up shit's creek yeah. at that point. But then she's like, Reg, take the scaled umbrella that we've been carrying mm-hmm. because you need to look bigger than it and they'll be scared by it i'll abandon <laughs> yeah but even even with the scaled um, the scaled umbrella is not that big so i don't know what the plan but it, was but it's but something it's like something. like it, it does work for ch- their children then they're yeah. children and child robot uh but you know the orb piercer pierces through the scaled umbrella <laughs> yeah. uh and reg is like oh well that yeah. was a close and then one. turns around to jonathan oh <laughs> And <laughs> will I ever act again? Rico has a quill through her hand. Horrifying. The first time I watched this, disturbing. I thought Rico was going to die. I don't know about you. Yeah. All those years ago, like, it's intense. This sequence is. going on. You, it's like the most disturbing sequence. Know, yeah. You know, if not the fact that she might not die because she's the main character, well, sharing the Deuteronomy. We've seen Maduka kill off a few yes. more people. Yeah. Which is true, so I legitimately didn't know, but I assumed either way that we were in for some body horror, which we yeah. were, so. Which I know I, I championed on this series when I first introduced me in Abyss. I was mm-hmm. like, it's all about body horror. Yes. So I was like, I, I need to surprise Dan. Of course, he's got this in season two to look forward to, but the vague memory must have been lingering in Dan's mind at this point. So Rico, his arm is pierced. Uh, Reg takes her and flees from the scene. And then we get this whole scene where he's, like, ascending, which is a bad thing to do in this layer, of course, because you bleed out of every orifice, a la Taco Bell. Yeah, even though it's yeah. only, like, I don't know, like, 20 meters or something above their head, it's Which still... is important in the later seasons, too. It's yeah. like, you go up any length, and it's like, you you explode. <laughs> yeah. So and it's it, not good. It It's, you can't even do that. Yeah, so it it causes intense pain and bleeding. Rico apologizes for not having much time left. Uh, Reg roars at the orb piercer and ascends. Rico is hallucinating. Uh, Poison is expelled from the body before the blood. Which Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm, this lore is kind of being a little little lenient in this film. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel right to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so her hand is swollen to horrifying proportions. Another thing I was like, would the glove just, like, not be there? Well, I, in terms of, of the blood... No glove, no love? In terms of the blood, I, I just assumed that it was, like, she might have some kind of, like, uh, I, because she's a child of the abyss, maybe. Yeah. It okay. It partially 
But then I also, not knowing much about medical science, was like, oh, maybe the blood expulsion will take the poison out. I had to ask Dan so many times, how would you do this for me, Dan? He didn't give any effective answers. He's like, oh, I'll bash your head in with a rock. Or I I hit the wrong hand. (laughs) Wrong hand, idiot. (laughs) I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Um, So her hand is swollen to horrifying proportions. Reg has no idea what to do. Um, of course, suffering from, like, a lot of blood loss and hallucinations, um, Rico's like, cut off my hand. Mm-hmm. End me. Otherwise, the poison will spread. Specifically, importantly, cut it off at the wrist yeah. is is Rico's demand. So, Dan, as I said, let's never hope we're in this situation together because I'd easily do this for you. But, <laughs> I know. but you would take time to do this to me, I think. <laughs> but how would I draw from that I'd be like, on? oh, cut off Dan's hand. <laughs> Done. Uh, Easy. You know, and I, I would, I would probably try to do the same. Um, yeah. Uh, Reg prepares to cut off her hand, has to break the bone first to make it a little more spongy. And I was like, oh, child body horror. And he we does love this. so very sloppily. He breaks the he's bone. A, he's a child well, robot. No, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah. it's adding to the, you know, what we as the viewer know to be the danger. He does it very sloppily and he is very hesitant to just cut through her skin and mm-hmm. take the rest of the you know the bone the limb off yeah uh but it 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 kind of that hesitation we know would be dangerous in different circumstances but yeah uh you know there is some intervention yeah he's giving um eliza cutting the bone like he hears from her whatever Mm -hmm. so we know that uh reg has experienced Liza before which is one of the many clues that we've had here um reg is crying rico is crying we're all crying uh, Rico turns a horrible gray shade, and then Rico is not breathing. Yes. During this scene, um, that doesn't look good. And what were you thinking would happen? Was like the voice echoing out, and we get the MVP of this series. To me, yeah, we get Nanachi. Nanachi. Yeah. Nanachi. Uh, Reg Bales is comforted, comforted by a Final Fantasy Vera girl type. <laughs> Which I had to put down. Mixed it's, with an armadillo. I, I love the Vera in Final Fantasy. It's like one of my favorite races to play as. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, you play as that. It's in Final Fantasy whatever, uh, free for a trial <laughs> to level 40 mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But I love her. Um, Lots of Final Fantasy vibes, because yeah. later on, a certain character we meet has like a tail. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about, but we'll see. Uh, but this mysterious who, they're not gendered. Like, they could be boy or girl. It's never revealed. It's never revealed, yeah. So I guess I can reveal them as they. Um, they say, like, let's save her before introductions. Give her mouth to mouth. And Reg does so. And then it's like, make a splint to help her arm and hand. You've got to, like go through these steps before we do anything. Yes. Um, won't be fully functional, but we may save it. Uh, and then they mention, like, you can't see the curse. Hmm. Yeah, I guess there's no point in, in explaining it right now, but, you know, just know we've moved out of it. The curse yeah. isn't active where we're heading. Yeah. So uh, this Nanachi takes them to their home, and it's like, oh, you can't, you can ascend upwards right now because the curse isn't present. Yes. Um, it won't be fully functional. We save it. Strange. Uh, this this person's mossy hideout. It looks comfy. Comfy. Uh, cave raiding equipment and whistles adorn the walls here. Mm-hmm. So they've experienced this before. Yes, uh, they've many, encountered other yeah. cave raiders at, yeah. at least. Uh, and they reveal their name to be Nanachi. We stand. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. 
Um, so at that point, uh, a hollow a kid who has been warped by the effects of the abyss curse. Yeah, Nanachi confirms that she is a hollow. Not uh, bleach is hollow. Yeah, not bleach is hollow, as referenced in the not Young a Thug case. Hollow, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so and, and she's Nanachi is frequently like, oh, does that make you you know like hate me? Or are you afraid? Whatever, because mm-hmm. I'm one of like the like the cursed children. Yeah. So. But they're the same age as the kids. Poison will flow through Rico's body and we can get rid of it uh, with a suppository. Yes. So it's like a lot of medical conditions going on with these children. Yes. That are a little bit adult. And we do, you know, and it is a lot of emphasis that they don't know, you know, because even Reg doesn't know how to perform mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, which is like a basic first aid mm-hmm. thing, but maybe due to the setting or just because they're kids... He doesn't even know how to do that yeah. beforehand. So. Uh, Nanachi removes the bone shards with repairing the nerves. Uh, good thing that Rico is passed out. Now this is the hard part. I need you to fetch a bunch of stuff for me, Dan. Yeah. I need you to get me a chicken parm from Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need you to get Garlic me... knots from down the street. Yes, yeah. yes, from uh, Johnny Napkins, of yes. course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then some uh, Diablo sauce from Taco Bell. Yeah, and if you pass these riddles three, then maybe I'll be able to save your friend. What was the insanely good sauce, I forgot, from McDonald's? Oh, we just had it. Yeah. Why can't I, the mambo. Mambo sauce. Mambo. Yeah, find yeah. some of that. That's the treasured relic down there. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, he goes on these little RPG quests, like, to just to... We get some little more world-building for this place down there, some of the creatures. We learned that Nanachi saved him because she... They pitied him. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he has to capture a demon fish... Yeah. With good coloration. Yeah. Uh, he has to steal an egg from a a, a hammer-billed eagle. Sure. The fresher, the better. The fresher, the better. Uh, he's got to find some glowing grass that's growing upside down. Yeah. Um, and then our shroom bear. And then the shroom our bear. Our king shroom, shroom bear. <laughs> Which is like a little capybara. I love him. With mushrooms on it. Yeah, it's like when he dies, he comes right back. Yeah. That's a per- perfect Pokemon right there, Dan. Because the Dan's mushrooms... taking the notes. Yeah. That are like... A swine up with a mushroom. Poison ice type. Oh, that would be perfect. Iconic. Mamoshroom. Right. Gonna do it. Gonna Mam- do it. Mamoshroom. Oh, I'm writing it down. <laughs> adding it to the notes. <laughs> Got it. Um, but the... But yeah, no. So the main thing with this little uh, mushroom is uh, that it... It's kind of it like rejuvenates uh, the senses. Yeah, yeah. It's it's obviously a parasite with a host, and then when the host is about to die, it pumps rejuvenating fluid back into the host to bring the shroom bear back to life. Which is sort of which yeah. is great. Um, so Reg returns with all these things. Um, uh, Rico, uh, the uh, the the shrooms are attached to Rico to prevent the rotting of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And then Reg's like, "What's the rest of the ingredients for?" And Nanachi replies, "Like, oh, for my dinner." Yes. Tee. <laughs> which which Nanachi gets to to making, um, but and also Nanachi suggests, like, you know, I couldn't look for dinner ingredients if I left her side. Then yeah. she would die. No, of course. Yeah. Um, but the but the shrooms are mounted onto onto you know. Rico's arm to start working their magic and pumping the fluids in and out. Yeah. Uh, and then Nanachi makes a fish paste and <laughs> egg gruel. As you will eat tonight, Dan. Which is presumably yeah. high in protein, but I think I'm a better cook terrible. than Nanachi. I know, I'll just I say agree. that. Yeah. Make a mean uh, crunch wrap. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I can make a homemade crunch wrap supreme for you in an instant. Uh, just give me some dirty hands. 
<laughs> it's some hot oil. I can I can I can buy cold cuts for me and Bandit, but that's oh, that's the extent. Interesting. Make hamburger helper, but uh, but uh, Nanachi's like, oh, you know, Rico, she pissed herself. Mm-hmm. Go out back and wash her piss pants in the yes. river, and uh, Reg does so. And then he has like a whole vision because he's at this field where there's like eternal fortunes there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm I'm feeling something from my past, and here's Liza talking to him. And he sees what we've come to know as, like, the fake grave where they thought Liza was buried. Yeah. It's the mound of, like, eternal fortunes marked with the pickaxe on top of it. Mm-hmm. And the blaze reap. The blaze reap. And he's like, you know, how is this here? You know, is there any, maybe there's somewhere else that looks like this place or something like that. That grave is empty. I know that much. Um, but Nanachi kind of snaps him out of it. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing there smelling those pants? Yeah. Why are you smelling those piss pants, Dan? You and, like, you kind of like it, don't you? And Nanachi's <laughs> very, like, keeps busting him like that. As I said, I want to be a Nanachi, but I'm clearly a Rico. Yeah. This is like the de- the the Grand Faroque role. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, with a, a skilled fisherman. <laughs> a healer. Yeah, a healer uh, brings us back to focus. Uh, Dan's clearly the reg, so... But, again, it, it's obvious that reg has had some kind of experience related to, to Liza in the past. Yeah. Liza! He, with he a keeps, Z! <laughs> with a YZ! He keeps getting uh, glimpses of it yeah. when something, you know, triggers that memory, but yeah. we don't know what it is yet. We also learn about Nanachi's roommate. Yes. The, the fun little Mitty. Yeah, there's Mitty. Midi, Care yeah. to describe Midi for us, Dad? Um, What's this experience like? When we are introduced to Midi, Midi is a semi-gelatinous... <laughs> She's jello-type. <laughs> ...furry creature yeah. who uh, kind of crawls around... Uh, has Midi, Midi! <laughs> ...has one eye, because the other eye has been lost. One eye! Um, and kind of like a vertically bisected mouth. Mm-hmm. And the most we see her do is make little noises... And crawl on top of Rico. Yeah. Uh, and just slobber. And you know, Reg's like horrified at first, but then Nanachi's like, Mitty's fine. Yeah, Mitty's She doesn't cool. really usually attach to cave raiders at this point. Yeah. Um, but clearly she likes your friend here. Yeah. And it's a little bit horrifying. It is. Yeah. Uh, and, and Nanachi at first only touches on it insofar as like, oh, she's also a victim of the curse like I am. And but it's like I'm... thankful for her she has like the poison within her. Yeah. That's the way we're able to save Rico at this point. Yeah. So she starts giving little details at first, but not the whole picture. At first she's like, oh, Midi is the end result for everyone mm-hmm. who tries to go up from, I, it's the sixth layer, correct? Mm-hmm. It, like, if any human tries to go up from the sixth layer... They turn into goo. This is what happens. Yeah. And it didn't happen to me because I'm exceptional, is the yeah. is the cover story that yeah. she gives at first. Um, but she does say that Midi has been injected with poisons before, and thanks to her, uh, we're able to save your friend Rico at this point. Yeah, she's able to produce anti-toxins Yeah, and stuff. but then she also reveals to Reg, like, you know, if you heard our whole story, you'll want to help us. Yeah. It's like... And Nanachi, the way her character is, very, very complex. She's kind of like, is she bringing that up so that Reg will push the issue and she'll get to make the request? I don't know. I feel like she's being... I mean, of course, she's always looking for, like, an out at this point. Who wouldn't be? But technically, at this point, we don't know. She doesn't even know that Reg is capable of doing something, so... Yeah, so uh, Nanachi makes some netherwood stew, and Reg eats and is like, if Rico wakes up, 
and eats this, she will surely die. Mm-hmm. It is not good. Yeah. Nanachi does not know how to cook. Yeah. So, so you know, at the very least, Reg, you know, is going to try to make his own attempt at, yeah. at cooking. So he does that, and Nanachi's like, ooh, that's even worse, but, uh, and then Reg's like, explain to me the curse. Well, he makes, to be clear, he makes Chili's baby back ribs out yeah. of a shroom bear. Yeah, they so look a little dark there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It smells like excrement. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then Reg is like, can you teach me about how this curse works? Because Nanachi can see the curse, mm-hmm. and he cannot. And she's like, fine, come outside. And she has, like, a grade four relic, which is, like, a magic fog or whatever. The fog weave. Yeah, that she throws over people, and she's like, oh. Or they throw over people, and it's, it's like, oh, well, you can, like, go up at a certain angle and hit it, and it won't affect you. But if you bring, like, your head or vital organs through it then it's going to disturb you in some way. Yeah, and, and it's, a, it's a very effective visual explanation of it because, as we learn in a second, she's kind of like, you know, think of it as like a reverse thorn trap where you can slide down deeper, but going back up will meet with resistance. Yeah. And it's kind of like she explains it in the ripple effect of how this, this blanket or sheet works. Like, if you start to motion part of your body up, mm. the curse will move along and ripple with yeah. it which turns out to be key in in navigating which it. is a cool effect i think it bends itself to what happens later on in the story like yeah. the rules aren't set in stone i would ass- and i i would assume because if it's if it's like the force then yeah. it does because not that she's like oh it doesn't affect us here and i'm like why not yeah but she well as far as we know, it's because that hideout is the perfect distance away from the center shaft where the light comes down. Mm-hmm. But Nanachi also implies that the curse has, like, a mind of its own. Yeah. And it is selective about yeah. where it goes and what it does. Yeah, and they are also, like, you know, the stronger... It's stronger near the center of the abyss. Yes. Uh, we've lingered further away from it, so it's not going to affect us as much here. Yeah, so it, it there is like, a, a consistency to it, but there is also, uh, you know, something, I want to say, like, independent or intuitive yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's cool rules. Uh, Nanachi then agrees to coach Reg on fighting the Orb Piercer. Orb Piercer! Yes. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, with his arm cannon shedding his quills. Um, so, like, uh, a Reg does hear someone calling out for help. Mm-hmm. And he runs, and it turns out it's this one cave raider with the orb piercer. Yeah, it's a, it's a real goblet. black whistle. It's yeah. not like a fake creature impersonating yeah. one. It's a legitimate old guy with a black whistle. Yeah, who's like, kids, stay away. Like, you're far too young for this. But Reg is like, I'm going to do it anyway. And Nanachi's like, oh, this is your perfect chance to save someone living. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Nanachi is also pulling the Jonathan Kwiatkowski move of follow my every instruction. Through a speaker yeah. in Reg's helmet. I'll, I'll get you through this. Look up. And Reg looks up, and he's able to direct, like, the orb piercer's attention upwards. Well, when he thrusts his head up like that, it presumably sends a little ripple through the curse mm-hmm. that the orb weaver detects. He thinks that, that Reg is going to, to jump up or move up, and thus, in the next second, when the orb weaver moves to the right to attack Reg, mm-hmm. Reg is able to grab its nose-like organ and basically disorientate it. Yes. Uh, and that's when Nanachi advises him to, to kind of move in and make a killing stroke. First by tying it up with his extendo arms, and then hitting it at point blank uh, with his incinerator cannon. But 
Nanachi doesn't know that he has the cannon, Rage just instinctively does that once the beast is kind of tied up, uh, and it, it, it doesn't get a full-on shot of the incinerator, but the incinerator does force it to shed, according to Nanachi, 80% of its quills. Yeah. So it is not going to be a threat anymore for the time being, presumably because it will need to go regrow those quills before it can hunt again. Yeah, and they warn them, or warn Reg about, like, revealing themselves to cave raiders. Like, yes. clearly I'm, like, a coveted thing yes. because I made it up from the bottom and I'm still kind of human. Yeah, she's living proof that you could figure out a way to get people from the sixth layer yeah. to go back up. Um, uh, yeah. So she doesn't want to be captured and experimented on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not that she gives Reg, uh, like I said, this list of material. Oh, okay. So we've done that already. Uh, calm down. Wash Rico's flows. We have that. Uh, evade the curse. Explain the curse. Uh, using the fog weave. Oh my gosh. I've, I've gone through so much. Um, look through my eyes. Um, and so after this whole successful thing is done, Reg is like, hey, can you bring this message up to the orphanage mm -hmm. for me? He tells the Black Whistle to go deliver the, the message to... Yeah, to uh, the Belchero Orphanage. Yeah, to Jiro. Yeah, because he's the person that I trust the most, and Nanachi is like, oh, fine, if you trust them, I guess I have to trust them at this point. Mm -hmm. mm. And at this point, Nanachi's kind of like, uh, you know... <laughs> I've done so much for you! Like, if you could do a favor for me, because now she has confirmation with the incinerator cannon. And Reg is like, anything, of course. What what wouldn't I do for you, Nanachi? No, she's like... Uh, Would you kill my best friend? <laughs> anything. <laughs> I need you to kill Mitty. Ooh. And we, I need you to kill Jonathan. We get like death a... Death to Smoochie. Death to <laughs> Smoochie. <laughs> Would you death to Smoochie if I was Smoochie, Dad? I, uh, There's a lot of questions we have to ask about our friendship in this episode. There is. Uh, but we do get, like, a brief glimpse of Nanachi in the snowy tundra carrying uh, Midi on her back. Yes. And they are escaping something. Well, we get, like, a whole lot more, don't we, at that point? Well, it, it gradually. Yeah. First okay. we see them escaping. There's a trail of All blood right. behind them. Yeah. Um, but then we do Nanachi's becoming, further. like, a hollow. Yes. All right. And then we get the whole backstory, Dan, where you're doodling in your drawings. Yes. Yeah. I'm reading a book. The, in the snowy town. Yeah, the Scarlet Book from Pokemon. Frostpoint or whatever it's called in Pokemon. Uh, and there are... They, I, they're at an orphanage. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're just a large number of kids at this orphanage. Plenty of orphans go down into the abyss. And a white whistle named Bondrood. Oh. Dressed in black armor with matching attendance. Uh, you know. And uh, I have to ask you at this point, good dad? Bad dad? I'm I'm firmly on the bad dad side hmm. for him now. Interesting, because yeah. of his actions yeah, thus yeah. far. Oh, all right. I, I think cool. That, I think we'll that, see how I compare later on. I think that even with his his show of emotion later, I think there's an ulterior motive, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But he shows up at this orphanage. He's like, "Oh, I've come here to the Great North to find yeah. brave children to yeah. help with my expedition." Will you come with me in like the Christ pose? Yeah. He does the uh, <laughs> what is it? Milking the. The calf in the sky, or whatever the fuck I, it is. I've never heard it explained as that um, way, Dad, but sure. What? Yeah, it's Milking like, the calf in the sky? Or milking the cow, and it's like a... Whenever an anime character does that, there's like a trope oh, word for it. But I've never heard that before. It's a frequent pose, uh, and he's like, Oh, who will among you will step forward and, and take this journey? Yes. And Nanachi, when she's still a regular human child... Uh, is keen to get out of this orphanage and finally explore the abyss. Mm -hmm. So she steps forward with several others. Yes. 
um, as desperate children. They yes. do so. Um, who would want to go down the fifth layer? So they all get into this uh, bondrude bathosphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, welcome, children, welcome. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Nanachi sees a young child being bullied by the name of Mitty. Mm-hmm. And they both relate to one another. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but they're loaded into the bathosphere. Like, oh, my, you know, Black Whistle attendants will mm-hmm. see you down mm-hmm. to our, you know. Safely. Our new home on the, on the fifth layer. Uh, but, you know. This is like they're just presumably in this bathosphere for however long it takes to get down there. And during that time, Midi and uh, Nandashi first become friends because yeah. Midi is like, You're smart, you <laughs> can read books, yeah, and you can understand. Tell me your stories, Dan Ryan, hieroglyphs, and yeah. you can draw. Uh, and I'm tough, yeah, so we'll be friends, we'll yeah. be a, a team. That's how we first up. met, remember? it is. That's exactly yeah. Yeah. how yeah. we in, first in met. This bathosphere, I said, Is that a bird? <laughs> And you said, no, Jonathan. It's a Moltres, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I was like, wow, you're sure smart, Dan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so eventually they go down to this lair, and they're given, like, food and shelter. And Bondrude keeps showing up night by night to take these orphans away for some reason or another. One by one, yeah. they're all removed from this, you know, very sterile, like, daycare room. Yeah. With the uh, pillows and the plushes, yeah. My bedroom. Kind of like, <laughs> you know, Giver-esque, where they're like, oh, we're taking them away for uh, for a little experiment, and it'll be a good thing when you're finally chosen to, to, to come with us. Um, so, you know, eventually they're kind of whittled down, more and more kids are sent out every day, uh, until eventually it is only Nanachi and Midi who remain. <laughs> uh, and Bondrude comes back late one night, and Midi is finally selected. Midi, come. To, to and go with even him. though Nanachi's like, take me with you, wait your turn, Nanachi. Yeah, don't be impatient. <laughs> uh, Very Dan Ryan move. Yeah. And he, you know, uh, but Nanachi isn't satisfied with that, and, and the door isn't locked, yeah. so she follows him out uh, looking for him. And I have to say, previously, we see Nanachi in, like, her bunny form in, like, a flashback. Mm-hmm. And Bondrud is like, hey, this cartridge is pretty good. Yeah. That's all I have to leave for you for the future movie. Okay. I just yeah. remember that. Yeah, this cartridge is good. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what the meaning of that was. So <laughs> It's not a Nintendo cartridge. Um, you don't got to blow into it first. Uh, but while Nanachi is roaming the halls, she sees Bonjrood talking to a black whistle who yeah. would presumably come down to check on whatever the fuck Bonjrood is doing down here. He's like, okay... I don't know how you got clearance for this. But, these are kids. Like, these are a bunch of kids. This isn't going to look good if someone finds out. Yes. Like, you should probably stop because it's unethical to do this to humans. And Bondrude's like, but I'm not doing this to humans. I'm doing this to, you know, these things to, to for the betterment of science, for yeah. the betterment of understanding. Like, it's best to not think of them as people mm-hmm. doing this. Um, and the Black Whistle has no authority there. No. So he's like, okay. Yeah, yep. fine, whatever. Um, so Nanachi stumbles into this experimentation room. Where Midi is in a tube. You know, what would you do for me, Dad, if I was in a tube? Jonathan! <laughs> <laughs> you want to let me out? I'd, I'd try Dan, to get you out. I'd let Dan I... go down. <laughs> oh, but Dan, finally in a tube. <laughs> you can listen to me, a, a tube captive audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, finally. Yeah. But, uh, but 
Bondrood, unfazed by oh. Nanachi's presence, is like, well, this is actually, you know, a good opportunity <laughs> because we have a little experiment that we're and going to do. And this is a little fucked up. It is a little fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Bondrood explains that the lift that the tubes are mm-hmm. uh, are used to rapidly descend and then ascend back and forth from the sixth layer, yeah. which no one is supposed to be able to come back from. But one tube will redirect into the other tube. Yeah, he's designed this to kind of redirect the, the energy curse somehow. will be there. So the curse will be there, yeah. but one person will we'll take receive it all of the curse twofold, and the other person presumably will live. Uh. And apparently, Bondrude has been trying this on one child and one animal at a time, <laughs> but the animal is not enough to redirect the energy. It needs to presumably be two but, identical beings. But I also bring up the point: has he? Because there's a lot of abominations down in that pit well yes but they're all ones that got yeah so he probably well we haven't seen any children that's the point yeah but we assume that the blobs down there are the children so it's kind of like you can assume that but i don't know i would assume that he is uh trial and error like which tube redirects the energy and everything and then that's how all the kids have ended up down there as blobs yeah But they do descend into the darkness. Yeah, and and of course, uh, Mitty's like, you know, I'll do anything for you. Just please, if it seems like I'm not with my soul, like, kill me so my soul's with you. Yeah. Yeah. Very, Uh, very sad. The machine (laughs) rapidly ascends. Uh, Nanachi is turned into the the bunny form that we recognize. Mm -hmm. And Mitty is liquefied, basically. (laughs) She's turned into the abomination blob form that we saw um and it's it's horrifying it is absolutely gut-wrenching body horror yeah yeah she Um, smooshed (laughs) and after you know body horror will relate to our christmas watch yes (laughs) just so you know one of them yeah yeah uh very provincially but uh, later on, down the line, as Nanachi is kind of remaining in the laboratory under Bondrude's supervision, uh, Bondrude comes to her and says, you should know that Mitty's sacrifice mm-hmm. wasn't completely in vain because we've made a discovery. It turns out Mitty is unable to die. Yeah, we've uh, injected her with all these chemicals and we've such. We've crushed her with like yeah. a, there's like an industrial press oh in gosh. the room. And she hasn't died. And this is the ninth time we've killed oh. her, and she has regenerated every time. Yikes. If anything, her form becomes a little more gelatinous each time, but she remains alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this is horrifying. We see the blood, we see the, the leftovers from this... And Nanachi resolves to get Midi out yeah. of the situation. Yeah, so she straps her or them to their back and walks along and is like, you know, we're going to get out of here. Yes. No matter what, I'm going to try to find a way to save you. And thus we get Nanachi's situation where yeah. she's stranded in this lair trying to find a way to kill. And and yeah. Nanachi has gone through multiple methods from poisoning, but then yeah. she finds out that, you know, obviously... Yeah. Uh, using poison from like cave raiders and orb piercers yeah um but that doesn't do anything to them uh they try to steal some climbing spikes to Mm -hmm. lumbotomize Mm -hmm. uh midi but it doesn't work either nope and the only clue that nanachi ever had was that when bondrude was running experiments on midi at one point, he used a laser weapon that mm-hmm. permanently destroyed her other eye. Because mm-hmm. uh, she only has one eye now, kind of yeah. like Hidora. 
But the the, the spagarmos, yeah. yeah, or whatever it's called. Um, sounds like a Greek dish. I'm kind of hungry. So somehow this this <laughs> oh, that's just not not hey, spanakopita, um, spanakopita. <laughs> I wish I had some, but I can make a mean spanakopita. That's the one thing I can do. Just takes time. That was another classic American dad joke. A Greek oh. guy dies and he's buried in a spanakopita, coffina. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but. As far as Nanichi can tell, that is the only weapon or thing that yeah. could completely kill So she Midi. asks Reg, please, can you kill Midi with this? Yeah. It's like dignity and death. It's a whole scenario that these children should not be going through. No, no. But, you know, it's anime. And That's again, watch. as like another piece of Reg's lore, this, you know, his incinerator cannon seems to be the same type of technology that Nanichi saw. Yeah. As this uh, laser weapon. Yeah. So. And Rick also asks himself, like, what will you do, Nanachi, when she's gone? Yeah. When Midi's gone? Like, what will your purpose be? Yeah. Or will you choose to, like, end your life? Uh, so Reg has a moment with Midi. Reg is trying to cook dinner for Nanachi at that point. Like, oh, I can't let Nanachi cook. Mm-hmm. He's trying his best, but he also comes up with a crap meal. Yes. That tastes like shit. In this, uh, me deboning a chicken casually, which is a very uh, Heather Cholella moment when she was over here. I was like, let me debone this chicken while you watch this this movie. And I was like, watching Suspiria, I believe. And I was like, it's one of my good skills, Dan. Reg can cook, tastes like shit, literally. Nanachi is reading to Midi. Rico's arm is healing. Nanachi hasn't asked Reg to kill Nanachi since... More time passes, and Reg asks Nanachi if Midi is unhappy. She seems peaceful, but if I die before Midi, yeah. then... She's going to suffer forever. forever. She won't have anyone to protect her, and yeah. she will die. Like, she will just perpetually live being tormented by other creatures. And it's truly heavy. It's like having a pet. It's like... Uh, like, honestly. And this stretch of the movie, the time is appropriately spent building up the difficulty of this mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, Reg even tries to, like, uh, you know, uh, bargain with it. He's like, oh, you know, uh, Mitty seems peaceful. She seems to respond to her name. And she, like, you know, makes noises. And Nana, she's like, that's just reflexes. That's leftover nerves yeah. from when she was a human responding to, you know, outside stimuli. Yeah. I've tried to talk to her, but we cannot interact as people anymore. She is, like, as far as Nanachi feels, Midi is trapped within this Endless thing. suffering. Yeah. Endless pain. Um, so we have to end her pain. Please, Reg, promise me you won't take your own life. So, so Reg is like, if I take... Mitty's life, Nanachi. Please don't kill yourself. Yeah. And Nanachi, like, passively says, like, no, I won't do that. But we also feel like maybe she would or they would. Yeah. Under that. different circumstances. Because, like, she brushes it off. And that's something to play up in season two, unfortunately, I have to say. But oh, boy. that is a big point brought up in season two. But we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. It'll be fine, Dan. You'll be great. <laughs> but they set up a little thing. <laughs> For Mitty. Yeah, they set up a little Jonathan stimuli station with, like, the amiibo. A blanket. Peach, I love Peach. With all, the, with all her plushes. <laughs> Wapeach, which we'll get to next week. Get to Wapeach next Wapeach week. is there, yeah. Yay. Um, And they set up all her stuffed animals. And Reg starts charging his beam. Yeah. But one more time, Nanachi stops him. And it's like, no! And just says a tearful goodbye oh, to Mitty. It's so sad, and dude. Says Why that, did I pick this anime? <laughs> like, she's, she's, you know... I tried so many things. 
uh, for so long, but I'm sorry I couldn't figure out another way to, to save you. Yeah. Uh, you will always be my treasure. Yes. And then, you know, she leaves and Reg finishes the job. Yeah. And as far as we can tell, Midi is is wiped out, but she is at peace. Yes. Yeah, and there's just a crater left behind to kind of signify that. Yeah. Um, so Reg, as he's passed out, dreams of Liza. Uh, they have met previously before? Yeah. Apparently. Question mark? Yeah. Huh? I, not, I don't know. Not answered in the manga, so <laughs> okay. I don't know either. But apparently they have, yeah. <laughs> um, but Reg wakes up to see that Riku is up and well. Riku. Riku. Not, not, uh, not Kingdom Hearts. Not Kingdom Hearts. No, no, no. Uh, Riku is up and well, and she's helping Nanachi cook, or yeah. teaching her how to yeah, cook. Yeah, like, please don't use the, the shit-filled entrails in this food. It will make it taste horrible. Yes. tee <laughs> But Rico is able to coach Nanachi into making uh, fried <laughs> demon fish fillets. Finally, some good fucking food. Uh, and Nanachi is just overjoyed. And it's it's portrayed, per, like, perfectly. Yeah. She's just, she's never had any good food, food before. before. So it's like, uh, they eat that, Nanachi cries, she, like, weeps of having such good food. And then um, Rico asks, didn't someone else live here before? And they go silent. Yeah. Uh, but but Nana, she's like, how did you, how would you have known that, mm. possibly? Yeah. Uh, but Rico says that while she was unconscious, she was having a scary dream where she was trapped inside, you know, what looks like two boulders. And, and I have to say, Dan, it might be my stress, it might be my mental facilities at this time, but I've had the same exact dream with an eye looking at me while being crushed inside a boulder. I don't know if it's this that brought it on, but I've had it. I've I had would, it frequently too. Every I time I close my eyes, have to assume that that is the the, the anime that brought that. On. I, <laughs> I, I I have to. I don't know. Is I, it your eye? I don't know whose eye. Unless it is. that's the presence of New Jersey doing that. I've I don't had know. the exact same night terror before, and I've had lots of night terrors in my life. Don't get me wrong, audience. Like I am a fragile boy. <laughs> my my nightmares always play out with plots. They feel like I had one full last days. night about stealing money, and I haven't stole any money <laughs> that I know of. Maybe it symbolizes. Did I rob something. a bank? It symbolizes something, maybe. Maybe uh, I'll steal from you. <laughs> maybe that bank was like your persona, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Yeah. Your your uh, it could your be. your castle I or something. I gotta get to Persona Q. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave me be. Um, but uh, in this stream, she gradually started to lose her physical form. Yeah. But then she was kind of uh, found herself in the presence of another, what she recognized to be a young girl, girl yeah. also crying, yeah. also afraid, mm -hmm. who was in a worse state. And then like press their eyes up against one another because it's the only thing they could do in this situation. Yeah, and they it's had like, no mouths. It's like, it's like, I see you, I feel you, I thoroughly enjoy the imagery here. Mm -hmm. um, I have no mouth, so therefore I can't scream. Yes. Like very classic literature going on here. And, and Enrico like, is like, I knew I, I was terrified but i had to comfort this person who was more terrified than i was yeah until finally uh we were greeted by the smell of smoke and this other person seemingly at peace was able to move on somewhere mm -hmm. uh and the look in that person's eyes is what i see in every explorer and yeah. every cave raider yeah. is the the the, the drive to keep going down deeper yeah. and she also saw like the strange figure that looks a lot like midi yes like a final fantasy figure that's like we'll meet again someday yeah yeah and at that point i think rico had woken up mm -hmm. uh once that happened yeah and she was at peace and like that's like the main draw yeah and and, and i should note that 
in bits and pieces previously in the movie, we do have, like, Nanachi musing that perhaps the, the bottom of the pit is, like, God, mm-hmm. because it's, uh, it's There's a There's a presence. lot of God references in this anime. There is, and, and it's kind of like, okay, whether or not there is a presence down there, the faith in the bottom of the abyss yeah. drives people like faith in a God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's, str- like, they're, I think Nanachi at that point is, like, trying to, like, talk through... How the, the pain, like the yeah, system works, feel. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, because their souls go down there. They believe that when you die in the abyss, okay. your soul goes down to the bottom, and then you are reborn as something else. Yes, uh, which it technically is like a theme of this movie so mm-hmm. far. So, um, so eventually, it's time to pull the water shrooms off Rico's arm, mm-hmm. and it's an incredible, painful scene. Yes. Where they're ripping the water shrooms off, she's peeing herself, it's like very graphic and violent, mm-hmm. but she is alive, nonetheless. And then we get this whole like flash forward on them training for months or weeks or whatever. And taking a lot of smart preparations, like they build a bigger backpack, uh, Nanachi shows them how to make water-resistant clothing. Yeah, and Nanachi is also like agreeing to like live onwards yeah. and like help them out, which and is go a very, them. like yeah. a healing process for this this film which yeah. i'm like oh main abyss you really for an anime for a kid show <laughs> yeah you've done good girl in regular anime terms they got their healer yeah uh but we know that things are probably i have a feeling things are not gonna go that well but what do you mean but she does coach them through like uh you know building lots of equipment making water resistant clothing uh getting medicines ready yeah, uh building like Nanachi preserves um a bunch of uh like freeze-dried medicine for them mm-hmm. to use as they're going down mm-hmm. deeper. So things that Reg and Rico probably should have thought of beforehand, but yeah. they, they're kids. They're children. So they're 12-year-old yeah. children. But uh, we also see, like, her will for wi- will to live, and then we get, like, uh, as you said, these are kids, but uh, I'm just like, oh, you know, she agreed to go on there, or they agreed to go on there. Mm-hmm. And they send up a mail balloon. They do. Yeah. Uh, which goes through a number of trials and tribulations. Maruk finds it. Maruk finds it, salvages it at one point, keeps sending it up. It evades big bugs. It evades... Yeah. Slack jaws. <laughs> uh, the Maduka Jack or whatever. The, the, yeah. Maduka Jacks. And it does eventually reach the surface where it is recovered by uh, two young cave raiders. Mm-hmm. We don't see what's in it or what, yeah. you know, it, who it's going to yet. Yeah, but these kids might just be okay, Dan. I don't think they're going to be okay, but I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) At the end of this movie. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll see. And then we get a a little teaser credit with Bondrood himself, the White Whistle, Mm -hmm. uh, talking to his daughter, Parushka. Well, first he's at a wall of lights that you told me to pay attention to. And one light goes out, Mm -hmm. seemingly representing Midi. Yeah, and he's like, he's oh, like, you finally did it, Nanachi. Congratulations. Yeah, you know, you, you gave her, like, a gracious end, I'm yeah. sure. Like, you you did what I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then a, a, a girl emerges. I love you, Prushka. I love you too, Dan. So, Bonjrud has a daughter, who he's nice to, mm-hmm. who he loves. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen. Stuff will happen, Dan. Yeah, I'm sure but it will. you'll have to wait two weeks to find out on that point. 
I am looking forward to it because yeah. I, I, I'm you're enjoying this so far. I don't want to awaken some memories in you under the terms and regulations of the Dark Jonathan arc. Yeah. I know it's not going to be anything yeah. good, but yeah. I'm genuinely fascinated by. What do you mean? When has Dark Jonathan ever lied to you, or mis- <laughs> he deceives? Don't believe his lies. Uh, but I, I am genuinely curious to see what keeps unfolding as yeah. they. I'm just Carlo Gugino. Come to the house. Well, that doesn't make me any more confident. <laughs> She deceives as well, so... Well, like I said, I'm glad that you've remembered slightly up to this point, but, Dan, there's much more to discover in the Abyss. Yeah. We've, we've got to go deeper and deeper still. Yeah. And uh, nothing bad's going to happen. It's it's all <laughs> new territory, so... For me, so I, I'm very yeah. excited to, to get into it. Yeah, so you might have to... A Disney Fast Pass Season 2 on, but mm-hmm. I'll be there. Of I'll course. be ready. I'll be willing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, with that, Dan, we finished an episode of Anime Was Not Mistake, so you know what time it is. Time to share tool our social... Time? Yeah. Yeah, that tool time, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, time to share our social media. Okay, you can follow me on Instagram, Threads, and X at King underscore Danis. Maybe changing that soon. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, you've uh, said that so many times. I have said that so many times. And they uh, lie every time. Lies like a, a Parisian rug on the floor uh, all day. Where I'm going to be posting some artwork, just trying to put more detail and effort into the stuff mm. I post now. But, Jonathan, where can they reach you? Uh, you can find me at LoosingMyMindJK on Instagram, DrinkAndReadJK on Twitter and the TikTok. And you can follow my other podcasts, including... Oh, sorry, X and the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow my other podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater on, uh, you know, most podcasting platforms. And Nightcaps at the Theater as of well. Of course. Yeah, yeah, Drink and Read as well. Yeah, I love reading books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dune and such. Warm Peace and Dune. Any follow-up installments coming? No, not now. No books? Yeah, no. no I've, <laughs> listen, Dan, I've read a lot of books, but mm-hmm. do I have the time? No. Not, of course. Not these two weeks, but maybe eventually someday down the line. We we use the time we can to bring anime yeah. to the people. Yeah, and you're that's, trying that's to draw enjoy. and I'm trying to work. I'm trying to sell windows. Of course. Um, for the people who need them to eat. <laughs> but... On that note... I know exactly what we're watching. You can't hide from me, Dan No, Ryan. I can't. I can't hide it. Yeah. I can't obscure the truth yeah. that lies at the bottom there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of uh, serve as a counterpoint to the Dark Jonathan arc and yeah. to finally... The Good Dan arc. The Good Dan arc, uh, where I will try to provide some more casual, lighthearted entertainment uh, to, to balance out yeah. Maiden Abyss. <laughs> the Dark Jonathan arc consumes all. I am finally getting into one of my pizza party mm-hmm. preview picks... Yeah. Uh, which is, of course, Dragon Ball GT. I, I knew it! <laughs> um, and because of the, the, the numerous events and content we have planned, I will be taking it saga by saga, mm-hmm. so we might do one saga, then switch to a different anime. Uh, whatever I feel like doing when my attention span finally gives out. Yes. Uh, but at the very least, we are getting into the Black Star Dragon Ball Saga first. If you recall from the Pizza Party preview, Goku has been reduced to a child. Yes. Uh, and... The only way that he can undo that and save the Earth is to go throughout the galaxy, or universe, I forget what the scale is in GT, uh, to collect the Black Star Dragon Balls and bring them back to Earth within one year, lest the planet explode. <laughs> so Very high stakes. Obviously, yeah. Bulma can build a spaceship for them, mm-hmm. uh, but we're going to see if the journey gets off to the start that the heroes were hoping it would. Uh, well, I've got my know. trunks on and my Pam fresh to spray the pan. Yeah, with. your pan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anti-grip formula, whatever. I'm ready. Um, but 
we are going to meet some new characters. We're going to arrive on the first of many quirky planets, namely Emeka, where we're going to meet the alien tyrant pretty boy Don Cree, uh, who is uh, clamped down on the planet with an iron fist. Uh, but perhaps more importantly, the group will also encounter a little robot who, unlike oh. Reg, uh, is a little more precocious. I don't like this robot. I'll and, tell you uh, now. You know, he might be doing some feasting of his own, which yeah. certainly will spell trouble for the gang. So we do hope you'll join us <sighs> as we prepare for the grand tour on Dragon Ball GT. Bubbles! <laughs> That's my only Dragon Ball reference there. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.